0: Happy October 1st to all of our Midwest 4 Network listeners. Uh, This is Brandon along with Mark, David, and Zach. All four of us are here during this wonderful time of year where we all worship ghosts and pretend to be devils. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Pretend? Pretend.
1: Yes, Zach, pretend. That's adorable. (laughs) No, Zach's actually Satan.
0: Um, Satan um, So today we're here to talk about the Simpsons Treehouse of Horror. Uh, This year, unless there are any production delays that we're not aware of at this time, because we are recording long in advance for this, this year will be the 31st Simpsons Treehouse of Horror episode. Whoa, whoa. And since there are 31 days in October, we're going to do one a day, starting with today, October 1st, the very first Simpsons Treehouse of Horror episode. Um, before we start, since this is our first episode, we're going to talk about a little bit about our personal histories with The Simpsons. Are you guys fans? Not fans? Yes. Casual fans? Not a
2: fan. I definitely am a fan of Simpsons. Especially the uh, Treehouse of Horror is one of my favorite things to look forward to during the year when I was a kid. Especially, you know, growing up poor as well and half cable. So things that, um, you know, I was always looking forward to was Sundays, Sunday nights. And, um, you know, watching The Simpsons um, in particular, obviously, the Halloween um, specials are definitely my favorite I bet if uh, I episodes to, for sure.
1: I bet if I had to rank this, it'd probably be four being the highest and one being the lowest. It'd be Brandon at number four, David at number three, me at number two, and then Zach at num- number one. Uh, for everybody's love of The Simpsons versus yeah. being, ca- I'm a casual fan. by means, I, I I've always said that The Simpsons, uh, you know, has a lot of stuff going on. It's a lot of a lot of episodes, a lot of content, obvious mm-hmm. for obvious reasons. Um, and and I have several friends that are very into Simpsons, including two of them that are in this room. Um, and most of the time, I enjoy Simpsons. However, every once in a while. The way I feel about Sims is the same way I feel about South Park. It has a lot of good stuff, a lot of okay mm. stuff, but it also has some stuff that like when it hits, it hits hard. And and it's really effective. And I go, oh, oh my god, this is hilarious. Um, but as of being like an extreme fan, no, very casual. Very, very casual.
3: For me, it's just I don't find it that funny. It's quite boring most of the time. Yeah, of course it'll have those moments where it's like, that was funny. But those are very few and far between, and um, I would much rather watch Family Guy because that show is absolutely fucking hilarious, especially the early years. Yeah.
2: It's probably like around <coughs> the time I stopped really watching The Simpsons is like as soon as like the first season of Family Guy like came along, I started really getting into that type of comedy. <laughs> um, so I mean, yeah.
0: Yeah, I am a lifelong fan of The Simpsons. Uh, you can blame my uncle jim on my mother's side of family on that um he got me and my brother on them with uh, some of the vhs tapes they had of like season one and season two episodes um
1: in case you were wondering how much of a fan he actually is there is a lego um simpsons home right here on top of the table while we are podcasting right now as we speak
0: yep i just finished building it yesterday
1: He's also
3: nice. wearing a shirt with skeletons of each one of the family members sitting on their couch. Yep. Did, um,
0: I, did I buy that for <coughs> your birthday? Yeah, this is a birthday present for Mark. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, which you'll see this design in a later Treehouse of Horror episode. But nice. I won't say which one. You don't have that much long of a wait. For it but you will see it i you know, mean because i because i was
1: i, I that's what I, I i i can't sleep at night thinking about that brandon i mean i'm like gosh when am i going to see the episode of treehouse or it's on <laughs> brandon's t-shirt I, I wake up in cold sweats in the middle of the night oh god thank you for that relief it's not that big a deal Mark.
3: <laughs> he needs to be consoled i need to know mark calm down <laughs> yeah calm down. mark
0: calm your tits <laughs> But yeah, uh, lifelong fan of The Simpsons, and of course, since I love horror as well, the Treehouse of Horror episodes are basically... They're a yearly tradition for me. Even during years where I wasn't watching The Simpsons week to week, I still made sure that I did watch their Halloween special for that year. Um, because even the bad ones are still at least mm-hmm. minorly interesting. Um, which there are some pretty week ones later on in the series but for the most part they're a highlight of the october season for me um i also collect some of the treehouse of horror comics um which those from 1985 to 2017 i think it was there was like an annual comic that they released in like september or october each issue also with three stories much like with the episodes but there's also they have a lot fewer restrictions on what they can do, and they can get really out there with the art styles, and it gets really out there sometimes. But today we are here to talk about the very first Treehouse of Horror episode, their very first Halloween special. Um,
1: it's actually just kind of
0: funny, because I actually <clears throat>
1: remember seeing this episode when I was when I was younger. Um, I remember, actually, yeah. because I you think my, my stepbrothers, um, uh, Jeremy in particular, my, uh, my stepbrother, was really into... The Simpsons at the time, and like David, you know, we didn't really have cable, but we had the bunny ears, mm-hmm. so we can still catch you know stuff that was on Fox. And I remember like briefly walking into it, especially the third episode, which David will talk about. I remember actually seeing that. Um, uh, the um, I what year was this, Brennan?
0: This would have been nineteen ninety.
1: Okay, then obviously this was a obviously a, I wasn't born yet, but uh, this is obviously a rerun from from them. But I do remember watching that this particular episode as a kid yeah um uh, the uh and then years later reading what the episode's based off of so so yeah this is kind of yeah, cool it's, it's kind of cool. cool i imagine that i'll probably as we watch more of these i'll probably remember times that i watched this when it was on when it was actually on cable way back in the day yeah
0: um so let's start with it uh so Trials of horror is season two episode three um and it begins with Marge Simpson coming out from behind a red curtain, like on a stage, uh, warning parents not to let their young children watch the episode because it's supposedly very scary, and it's best to tuck in your children early tonight rather than write us angry letters in the
2: morning. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's funny how applicable that is by today's standards. Yeah, just update it to the comments section in YouTube and you get yourself a party. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Um, it's kind of worse now. Oh, which, with that, yeah. Oh, yeah. way worse. Which, Cancel them!
0: Which that, um, that <laughs> introduction is a bit of a spoof of the very beginning of the 1931 Frankenstein movie with Boris Karloff. They do have a guy come out and warn people that you're going to see some shocking stuff in this movie. Um, yeah, which uh, the creators of The Simpsons did treat this like a serious Halloween special. They wanted less comedy and more mm-hmm. or horror, horror-type stuff in it. Um... Because they do see the Halloween specials as a way to go crazy with their animation and their yeah. stories and everything.
2: I could see that. I could see how they um, they took it serious, especially like when we we're gonna, you know, talk about individual segments or three of them. How the first segment is more of a focused on more of a gore with more of the blood. With when the second one's more of like sci fi, when the third's more uh, suspenseful. Mm. Um, so yeah you, yeah, you can really feel that they did and take cover this. Your base, cover your bases. Pretty yeah, decently
1: yeah. well in this.
0: You have a good mix of stories in this one. And this oh, yeah. is actually the only uh Halloween special where they had a separate director for each segment. Huh. After this one, all the Halloween specials just had one director, but this one each one had a different Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it explains
2: <coughs> a lot, especially with the you know the soundtrack for each one too. It's very different.
0: Yeah um so march comes out introduces the show and then we go into the um the opening which this was a very basic opening of just the title coming into the sky since this halloween special and we go through a graveyard that has some tombstones in it um which they only did the tombstones for like the first handful of these halloween specials but the tombstones we see in this episode are Ezekiel Simpson, Ishmael Simpson, Cornelius V. Simpson, Garfield, the Grateful Dead, Casper the Friendly Boy.
3: <laughs> really?
0: <laughs> well, you wouldn't bury a ghost. Fair. <laughs> uh Elvis. Simpsons,
1: you got me with lying. <laughs> For once. So yeah, got me. <laughs>
0: Uh, Elvis, your name here. Paul McCartney. I uh, laughed at that dis- one. Same <laughs> disco, because disco is dead. Oh. Disco's
3: always been dead, whether people want to admit it or not. It's always been dead.
0: And finally, violence on
2: TV.
1: Oh. oh.
2: Disco, was, <laughs> disco was dead when Kiss started doing it.
1: Yeah. So. The, uh, no, there were other people that did way, no. no. At least they did, uh, you know the Disco Duck? That's when things really got bad. <laughs> The uh, I, I really, or, or worse, the Star Wars disco. We're not going to talk about that, Mark. <laughs> anyway, go on, Brant.
0: So then we enter a scene of Homer returning from trick-or-treating, and he looks up at the treehouse where Bart and Lisa and Maggie are, and he's like, let's see what the kids are up to. And Lisa and Bart are telling each other scary stories. Lisa basically finishes up retelling what I understand to be essentially the movie When a Stranger Calls with um, a babysitter in a house and there's some stalker calling her and she's calling the uh, the cops trace the call and they're like the call is coming from inside the house but it was too late
3: We've heard the story a hundred times.
0: Everybody's yeah, heard no. that story a hundred times. Yeah, um, the people that created that story originally heard it a hundred times. Yeah,
3: even though it was the '90s, I'm pretty sure that story had been done to death, especially at that point. Yeah, the uh, and true. it would only be recreated what ten years later. I know they did a
1: modernization of the movie, like somewhere in
3: the yeah, 2000s. I,
0: yeah, I do feel like they did do a remake. They of did. I remember was, seeing it. Yeah.
1: The uh, well, yeah, the original uh, creators of When a Stranger Calls are like. Had already heard about that story, but they said, Oh, we came up with it. No, you didn't. Bullshit. It's been around forever.
0: (laughs) Um, So, yeah, they're sitting in the treehouse telling each other scary stories, which is the only treehouse of horror episode that actually uses the the freaking treehouse. Because
3: logic. Well,
1: sure.
0: Yeah, Yeah. sure. Um, So then Bart says he has a scary story for Lisa, which goes into our first segment Bad Dream House. Mark. Tell us about Bad Dream House. So,
1: Bad Dream House is essentially a uh, a make fun of, of the movie poltergeist. Uh The entire Simpsons family uh, finds a, a new house to live in. Homer got a very cheap deal, um, and then they quickly find out why it was a cheap deal. Um, it is, of course, haunted by poltergeists, and every cliche of poltergeist comes out: the bleeding walls, the talking voice, which they promptly ignore. Um, uh, the bleeding walls that Marge completely walks past. Uh, and uh, several other voices that come up and uh, and tell them to murder each other, uh, and uh, then eventually they find the Indian barrel ground in the basement. <laughs> um, uh, the with some very very funny, um, <laughs> a very funny tombstones a uh, there. My favorite was, was Crazy Horse right next to Not-So-Crazy Horse. Um, the, yeah, the, and uh, then Tonto was down there as well. Tonto the, uh, was fucking hilarious. The, the
0: uh, gravestones for the ancient Indian, Indian burial ground were Crazy Horse, Sitting Bull, Mahatma Gandhi. The Simpsons, yeah.
2: man. The Simpsons, original trolls. The, uh, oh, oh, the so original much. trolls.
0: Pocahontas, much. Geronimo, Tonto, Sacagawea, <laughs> and as Mark said, Not-So-Crazy Horse.
1: <laughs> the um uh, i i actually um thoroughly enjoyed this episode it was funny and actually um uh, and we are going to talk about spoilers in this i don't yep. see any reason why not uh yeah. the uh, they actually marge actually just freaks out at the end of the episode and, and and actually talks to the house and says you know what stop fucking talking to us like that you yeah. know like why are you talking uh, talking to us like that and, then, uh, and, and he's like, she's like, well, you know, for reasons. And, and they're like, what, why can't you just, you know, why can't we just live together in harmony? And the house quickly realizes that he never fucking thought of that before. And, and, then, and he says, give me a minute to think about it. Uh, and then the whole family walks out, and then the house implodes on itself um, because they'd rather die than live with the Simpsons. <laughs> um, uh, and actually, I laughed quite a bit at this, at this episode, um, uh, especially when Bart walked up to the house and and said, "Hey, make the walls bleed again. I want to see it bleed again." He's like, "I'm not doing that. I'm not here for your entertainment." Um, uh, and the, the, like a bunch of funny jokes, the books flying around, the you know the uh, the Indian burial ground in the basement. Homer. I like
0: uh, I like the vortex when yeah. Homer throws oh, yeah. the <laughs> apple. Don't throw your trash. in our universe. <laughs> universe. <laughs> and I like the sound effect that the apple makes when it disappears.
1: That yeah, uh, that was great. Uh, and a little uh, bit, of Marge like comes out to break up. He's like she's, like, "She's like, listen, we've had a lot of problems in our family, but we've never resorted to a knife fight yeah. before." This is I think that was the funniest. <laughs>
2: I'm
1: like, I'm like, you know what? It's a pretty good point. Uh, yeah, my, I think, I think
2: yeah. Lisa like a meat cleaver, Homer had an axe, yeah, the, um, Maggie um, had, had like a switchblade. When they were all <laughs> laughing
0: and Maggie's just like holding her pacifier and the knife, and she's laughing that like two second frame is freaking creepy and yeah, Maggie's is. like laughing murderously well so yeah like,
1: there's a lot of other episodes about Maggie being
2: a murderer just like the, and the other issues that this come this is up, where
0: you know? it started this is definitely where oh, it nice. started oh, the yeah. shot
2: of like Maggie's like head just like spinning around yeah, oh, no, no,
1: no. the pull the exorcist thing it's like whoop. yeah
2: just
1: like, and there's so many like cool subtle lines in this you know like like you know you hear get out and then Marge's like what's that he's like I don't know it's probably just the house settling <laughs> 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 What? Oh, you uh, need
0: to murder them, Bart. Are you my conscience? Is no. that uh, no. uh, yes. Does <laughs> <laughs> the wolves
3: move out and in? It's the, just yo, like, um, uh, uh, okay. Oh, uh, that was that was fun.
1: Marge, where are you? I'm in the kitchen. The, <laughs> of um, course,
2: Homer uh, doesn't want to leave. So, yeah, sleep on it.
1: I just, I just love that he's on the phone with the realtor, and he's like, it's like I do not recall that. You never told me this is on an Indian burial ground." He's, tell, he's claiming that I, he told me like five times.
0: He says he mentioned it five or six times. <laughs> yeah. He turns
3: around casually, oh, he may have mentioned it five or six times.
1: <laughs> click. The, uh, I Son just, of a bitch! The last line of this is actually just great, though, and I already mentioned it, but but Lisa's is like, like, the house it, it would rather die than, spend, than actually live with the Simpsons. It's kind of hard not to take that personally. <laughs> <laughs> we kind of feel rejected right now. The, uh, we kind of feel <laughs> a little rejected. Can't, it, it can't help but feel rejected. Um, uh, obviously very short, but... Um, it was very fun. Um, uh, the, um, I, you know, I'm always, a, a, you know, it is the Simpsons, so I am, like, expecting, a, you know, comedy, um, uh, it, and that was the funniest one to me of all the other ones, um, uh, I, and I, and I can also tell, um, considering how the, the longevity of the Simpsons, I can tell that this is the first one, um, and I, it's not, I, it's not all there, but, like, I can see what's on the horizon, like and I think it's my biggest thing with this episode—not just my little tidbit, but all the rest of them as well. Like it's—it's it's good, but it's not great. But I can see what's coming next. I can see what it's going to be leading to. And you know, of course, there's—I'm sure there's other episodes that are not as good or they're bad or whatever. But I know that there's some really because this is a very famous section of of The Simpsons. Yeah. You know, and being a Simpsons fan, so I can see the direction Absolutely. that they're headed. Um, and of course I, I dig Poltergeist so it was you know it was fun to uh, fun to watch them make fun of it and poke some fun at it um, uh, it was pretty great and uh, yeah it was, it was overall it was a pretty pretty fun episode I had I, or, or a
0: section of the episode was, it was fun yeah uh, David what did you think of Bad Dream House?
2: I enjoyed it you know I, I enjoyed it a lot it had, it had its moments so definitely fun yeah.
0: Zach? I thought
3: this one was uh, really good. I enjoyed this one. I laughed, and you know, bloody walls. I-, I could definitely sympathize with Bart. Show me the bloody walls again. No. Yes.
0: No. <laughs> yes.
1: Uh, I just. I... Not here for your entertainment. <laughs> yes, you are. Damn it. Especially like the. We... Knife. Okay, he's like we own you.
2: <laughs> yeah. Especially like the knife fly. I still find it hilarious with Maggie, just with the switchblades. Oh, oh. Carrying
3: it like Rambo crawling to her destination.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's like, holy shit. I gotta, I hey,
3: gotta, everyone's
2: just like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, do, I do have
1: more respect uh, uh, for Marge as a mom. Just like how she handled all of those situations were just to- a total way that a mom would handle that. My name is not ma'am, yeah. it is Marge. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> the, um, uh, the... I just love the house though. House I never fucking thought about actually living in this is like like are you are you pushing us away because you're because you're not afraid you know, you're too afraid to love someone else? He's like, Oh. I need some time to think about this.
0: <laughs> that, that that's when he decided he'd rather die. Yeah, pretty much. Suicide. <laughs> um, yeah. Suicide I really, by implosion. I really enjoyed this one too. Um, I think it was a good first segment from the Halloween episodes. Um I, I really like the references to Poltergeist. Uh, it also has some references to Amityville Horror in there with the bleeding walls. Um, it's got a little bit of The Shining, too. A little Homer, bit with, with Homer and the Axe. With Ax, Homer and the Ax, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which we'll be talking about The Shining in a later episode. I'm sure. Um, I like the design of the house, which is basically just... The Psycho House from Psycho. Oh, yeah. um, yes, I, actually, I didn't even realize that enough. now. And then before we move on, I do want to mention that there is a guest voice in this episode, and it's the only time where a guest voice is present in all three stories, and that's James Little Earl Jones. Jones. I was going yeah. to... And in this one, him. he just played a mover that Homer gave a tip that was only a dollar to him. And he's like, I'm glad, this, I'm glad there's a curse on this place. Um... But yeah, I thought this was a very good starting segment for the Halloween specials. So after the uh, Bad Dream House, we return to Bart and Lisa in the treehouse. Lisa is not impressed with the story. Uh, and Bart does the, uh, the severed finger in a box gag. And Maggie just starts sucking his finger. He's grossed out by the baby spit. Um, and then he goes into our second story, Hungry Are the Damned. Zach, tell us about "Hungry Are the Damned."
3: So, "Hungry Are the Damned" starts off with uh, the Simpsons family trying to have, I assume, an outdoor barbecue, <laughs> yeah. and Homer is putting way too much lighter fluid into the uh, grill, which later is followed by what can only be described as a non-nuclear explosion. Explosion,
0: <laughs> freaking mushroom cloud, <laughs> a mushroom a neighborhood. cloud
1: enveloping the entire city for all of like what two seconds. Uh, Oof. I, I, I yo, my know, mentioned to Zach, and I was like, "Oh, that's how West cooks. It makes it work."
3: <laughs> but yeah, then an alien spacecraft comes over and abducts the entire Simpsons family, and it takes two beams instead of one to capture him because he's so fucking fat. That was, yeah, yeah, that was pretty great. Yeah, and then. The aliens, they start giving the entire Simpsons family food. They're like, here, eat. We're going to take you to some place called Gazorpathor 5. Rigel 4. Rigel 4. He, of course, would know the name because I don't. Yeah. And there's going to be an excellent feast and you're the main guest of honor. They continue feeding the entire family. Then Lisa finds a book, How to Cook Humans. (laughs) She brings it over to the family. She's like, look, they're trying to fatten us so they can eat us. And then it becomes this blowing the dust off the book contest for a good minute and a half where it's how to cook four humans. Then it's how to cook 40 humans. Then it's how to cook four 40 humans. (laughs) Jesus Christ, how long is this gonna go on? (laughs) At the end of the day, the aliens weren't really trying to cook the humans. They were trying to just be, like, treat them like the ultimate guests of honor. God's pleasure beyond your wildest dreams. They drop them back off on their home planet because, well, they're essentially dicks (laughs) and they're just rubbing it in it's like you would have had the greatest pleasures greater pleasure than love greater pleasure than fun but you fucked it up and then they just leave there were monsters on that ship but it was us because Lisa has to make a quote at the end of every episode. Of course, yeah. I, I,
0: I like how um, I like. I think Marge had two great lines at the end of this one. It was like, Lisa, you're too smart for your yeah. own good. And for a superior right, for a superior race, they really hold a grudge. <laughs>
1: yeah. The uh, this is this is actually there were some pretty funny funny parts in this. The um uh, you know <laughs> it's just. <laughs> With the pong joke and everything <laughs> else, like Marge and Homer were like, like, oh, we nah. did that on our first date. Yeah. Like, like, oh, I'm sorry. Raise your hand if you if you perfected yeah. interstellar travel.
2: <laughs> my favorite, my favorite is like, um, he's going through the channels. Like, look, look at this TV. Look at this big TV, and we have every channel, and like, yeah, we, yeah, have, we, we have, we have over have, a thousand. Do you have HBO? No, that, that will cost extra. <laughs>
1: Nobody wants to pay for HBO. I love it how that joke is. It was funny in 1990, and it's still funny in 2020. it yep. <laughs> it is literally a 20-year-old joke, relevant. and it is still relevant, still relevant and hilarious. Thirty-year-old 30 30 joke. Year old <laughs> old, oh, Jesus! That's a thirty-year-old joke, and it's still. That's when you know a joke is good when it's oh, still yeah. funny 30 years later, and still relevant 30 years later. Still, relevant and hilarious.
2: Because yeah, I have Amazon Prime, right? So, like, you obviously, you get um, video with it. So they have their individual channels, and you have to pay extra for <laughs> HBO.
3: Oh, you want to watch the HBO movie? Yeah, pay extra. <laughs> so you! Fuck have to. You. Pay,
2: so you're paying, what, like, six, seven bucks for Prime, and then you have to pay, like, seven or eight dollars extra for the HBO channel. It's, it's an
1: extra thing. You're like, you know, like, like everybody uh... goes there to get the next day delivery. They're like, Yeah, here's a streaming service that will just toss you. The, uh there's, really? there's yes. like five movies and a, and a couple of TV shows. Like that's you know. Yeah.
3: They update their streaming list like every month. Right now they're on a fucking Van Damme binge. I, I watched yeah, like I five see. Van Damme
1: movies this month, Less dude. Sport. It's literally like the Radio Shack of fucking streaming services. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like if, oh, if you can't find it on all the other ones, just check out Amazon Prime. It'll probably be there.
2: That's a perfect Like the, uh, like, like, like I was lo- like really like like,
1: like I was trying to find a bunch of like old episodes of all that. That's where they're at. <laughs> on, on Amazon. Hold up. You watched all that. Yeah, of course I watched uh, all that. The, uh, some of it holds up. Some of it doesn't. Some of it I, I, I question Nickelodeon's decisions about putting that on the air. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, Nickelodeon, Nickelodeon. didn't give a f- Fuck back in the oh, day. Oh man, did they oh, not no. give a fuck? Oh like, my god. They wanted they to
3: put a... Ren and Stimpy and Invader
1: Zim on. They clearly didn't give a damn what else went on their fucking network. Yeah, they. did. Oh my god. Yeah, there's some sketches on there. I went. I oh, went. I niece. went. I went. Oh, you 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 said that. <laughs> <laughs> that happened. Yeah.
0: Um. Yeah, I enjoyed this one too. Like, I don't think there is a single bad one in these three. Mm -hmm. And, like, they're all very Uh solid, and one, I don't feel one really rises above the others or sinks below the others, but, yeah, and this one's... I agree with that last statement. This Uh, one's really notable because it's the first appearance of the aliens King and Kodos, who appear in every Treehouse of Horror episode ever. Sometimes they're part of the stories, other times they're just kind of shoehorned in, and other times they're in between. Um...
1: I know James Earl Jones voiced one of the aliens yes, as well. Yes, Serac
0: the Preparer. Yes, which, the, uh, apparently, in order to pronounce his name correctly, he would have to rip out your tongue, even though we just said his name.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's an interesting little uh, lapse yeah. in logic on their part. Context. Um, <laughs> the,
0: uh... and yeah, he, To uh, do the drooling in Serac's voice, he would actually chew on a cookie when he recorded his lines. That's pretty great. Yeah. Interesting. Really? Um, well, I it. Yeah. And, of course, the big reference in this episode is the cookbook, which is, you know, how to cook humans, which is a huge callback to the uh, Season 3 Twilight Zone episode to serve man, what? where the big twist is basically there are these aliens that come to Earth and it's like, hey, we'll take you guys to our planet where you're going to get, like, pleasures beyond pleasures. You're going to be treated like gods. And then the ambassador, like, leaves behind this book in an alien language at the Mm -hmm. UN, and they finally decode it, and it's like, the book, To Serve Man, it's a cookbook.
1: Yeah. Shit.
0: Yeah. Um, Which also, space dust? (sighs) Yeah.
3: Yeah. I like how there's there's this little flap in his, like, glass panel that (laughs) he can open just to blow dust (laughs) off of shit. It's like... Interesting how that was just
1: conveniently placed there for that specific purpose. I love the one alien though. He's like, I slaved over the stove yeah. for hours trying to serve you. They, you they went- were so
0: emotionally battered <laughs> by yeah. the fact that they thought they were gonna eat them. They set, oh,
2: they set that episode up very well though for that that payoff. Oh yeah, as as the, oh, yeah. very much so. The, uh, just yeah. the insinuating like the aliens are gonna eat the Simpsons from like right from the beginning. As soon as they reveal the feast for them, they eat like, and sleep. Right, yeah, like, we that, know what's gonna, there's probably gonna happen. There's that one shot of
0: them removing the platters. And yeah, Homer and Marge's heads. And positions. then they,
2: yeah, then they realize, like, wait a minute, you guys are not eating with us. Oh well, you know, we we have a feast when we get back home. You'll be there. <laughs> you could say you're gonna be the guests of honor. <laughs>
1: Yeah. That's what I would have said if I was one of the Simpsons. I'd be like, like you know what? Don't laugh creepy if you don't want me to yeah. think something sinister is <laughs> yeah. going on. Yeah. the hell
3: did you expect us to
1: think? Don't laugh like a psychopath. And <laughs> expect me, everything's going to be fine.
0: Yeah, I think we all liked that one. Uh, that was fun. It yeah. was good. It was, good. Yeah, it was yeah. good. And then we return to the treehouse once more. And this time Lisa's going to tell Bart a story. And she is reading from what Bart points out as a school book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. don't, don't, don't worry Bart you won't fun. learn anything <laughs> I was like that right, was pretty funny uh, and this brings us to our third and final story yes. of the episode The Raven David tell us about The Raven
2: so The Raven's a, a take on obviously Edgar Allan Poe's um, story or poem The Raven so uh, this is narrated by James Earl Jones of course which helps a lot oh, with yeah. The, the the mood of this particular segment which is really eerie i mean the story and poem itself is eerie but when you add um the narration of james jones's um uh, voice in there man it creates a freaking mood um this episode is obviously more supernatural compared to the um the first two which is first one more gore second sci-fi so this is more uh a uh suspenseful supernatural episode more so. of a mood piece yeah more of a mood piece um a lot more use with uh, audio just to you know continue on with the mood uh what else definitely my favorite uh segment out of all the th- out of the th- the three ones so what else um so the story is basically about the man, um, trying to remember his wife who passed away, Lenore, um, hears a knock, a few knocks, and pounds on the door. He goes and he opens the door, there's nobody there, and then all of a sudden the raven you know, shows up.
1: Dude, every time it's, like somebody describes a like Edgar Allan Poe, all I can think of is that fucking scene in Happy Gilmore when he's like,
2: hey, "I'm gonna make you pay. You,
1: I, I'm gonna, you, I'll see you n- another day. Yeah, I'm gonna go by the bay, make things
2: out of clay. Yeah. I just may. <laughs> yeah, so oh my god, that that describes the poem for sure. <laughs> <laughs> With the constant use of the word nevermore. No, absolutely not. <laughs>
0: So I, I'm not going to get mad at you for speaking your mind,
1: but. Just like that meme, like, how can you say something so, so truthful and so controversial at the same time? <laughs> how is that controversial? <laughs> I know, I'm just being silly. So the,
2: the raven shows up, and, um, you know, the only word he can speak is nevermore, and, you know, the man's already surprised that the raven can speak, and all of a sudden starts imagining, I guess, or thinks that, you know, he's seeing angels or whatever, and he thinks it's a sign from god that he has to forget um lenore basically is what the story is Mm -hmm. and uh so he thinks that the raven is is the is evil and is trying to make him uh forget lenore so he you know basically has a fit and tries to kick the raven (laughs) out and is trying to go crazy and he really doesn't want to forget his wife but he knows that he has to move on and doesn't really want to accept that he has to move on, so yeah, that was nice. basically it. Nice. nice, That's the story. But I mean, what completes that was the narration, the the audio, or the soundtrack for that particular segment. Um, the supernatural aspect to it, with the raven actually speaking um, itself, is amazing. And <laughs>
0: supernatural. Yeah. I, I really like how Bart is redesigned. As yeah, the Bart raven. was. <laughs> You have Marge's Lenore and the portrait of her has yeah. to have two frames because her hair is t- so tall.
3: The Eat My Shorts thing was was. Fun I was going to say that was probably yeah. the funniest part of that whole bit was just where he instead of Nevermore he's just like Eat My Shorts. Yeah, they
2: really thought about this segment for sure. Especially like the way there were, um, you know, the frames and everything in this segment it felt like it was shot like an Alfred Hitchcock kind of film. Yeah. So. Yeah. To take a serious note into something literature uh.
1: Yeah, I'm particularly, I'm not, a, I'm not a fan of this one, but I also, I'm a big uh, Edgar Allan Poe fan, mm-hmm. but The Raven's my least favorite of all of his works. Oh, really? I think it's it, it, it's probably one of the most overrated of all of his stuff. Like everyone always mm-hmm. it's it's constantly, you know, talked about all the fucking time, and I'm like, I'm like, dude, he's got other shit. Yeah. Like but, you know Let me like, ask you
0: this. What did you think of the nineteen sixties Roger Corman adaptation of the Raven of The Raven, star starring Vincent Price, Boris Karloff, Peter Laurie, and as the romantic lead, Jack Nicholson. I it's am not extremely.
1: extremely disappointed that I've never seen that. Uh, it's movie. about
0: two rival magicians. Like it has really? the title in common <laughs> and a raven flies into Vincent Price's home at the beginning. And that's where the similarities end.
1: This sounds amazing. It's like they, it's like they mixed uh, like the raven and the prestige 30 yeah, years it's before. It's
0: basically the 1960s prestige. Directed that, by Roger Corman.
1: That's, and Jack Nicholson is the love interest? Yeah. The, what? Yeah. Okay! <laughs> wow! Um, now I need to see that. This um, a
0: screenplay by Richard Matheson. Jesus!
1: Wow! Um, uh, yeah, n- not my particular like. I, I'm um, Annabelle Lee by the Sea, mm-hmm. um, uh, Tale of Two Hearts, the um, uh, you know uh, the um, what's the one uh, with the knocking? Um, Telltale Heart. Uh, Telltale oh, Heart. Tale tale heart. The, That's the actually, Telltale Heart is probably my my favorite. No. Uh, um, uh, my favorite of all time. But um, but yeah, I was never like. I mean, it's good, I understand it,
2: um, but I'm like, you know... Uh, I, I like the rave because it's... I mean, are mo- most of the stories are depressing, so I'm not ready. <laughs> oh, oh, it's crazy depressing. <laughs> the crazy depressing. Because yeah. um, I, I was like, yeah, I love the rave because it's depressing. Well, mo- most of it. So.
1: Annabelle yes. Lee is, is about, you know, is, yeah, is about his cousin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole other thing. Oh, my. No. The, uh, yeah, he married his cousin, um, whose name was Annabelle. Um, Annabelle Lee. The, um, uh, Annabelle Lee down by the sea lived, you know, to whatever. It's literally about her, his dead cousin that he married. The, uh... Okay. Super fun. interesting. The, um, uh, yeah, he's an interesting dude.
2: <laughs> he was a very... So, so this third segment's not your favorite, Craig. The first one was... Oh, yeah,
1: not, not my favorite, but it, I think that has to do with two reasons. One, the Raven's not my favorite. And two, I think... I was definitely expecting a lot more comedy. Um, because mm-hmm. it is The Um, And again, I had never, I have not, very brief, brief glances of watching the Treehouse horror episodes, I hadn't really, like, sat down and watched mm-hmm. them. So I didn't really know what they were all about. That's why I can see what's happening next. But, like, I kind of wanted to laugh a little bit more. Like, I kind of wanted it to be a parody on The Raven. And it really wasn't a parody on The Raven. It was The Raven. I
2: mean, he it had his moments with, it, you know, Marge's portrait yeah it had hey, its but
1: moments but like i was i wanted a little bit more parody with um
2: i think it's because of what brandon said there was three different writers three different directors yeah. so that was basically i think why yeah
1: and, and i probably think because i'm not that much of a fan of the raven i wanted more parody of the raven because of how i feel about the raven yeah that might be a personal thing um i think it was the least it was the least funny of, of, of the two uh, yeah. of the three
2: just because I think maybe that director what was the director for that third segment I don't why Brandon looks that sometimes? up I, I think his like, like, I like, tried
0: looking up earlier but I couldn't find really? like a correlation between which director did which that segment
2: uh. um, so yeah I think it's yeah. really what his purpose was incorporating more of the eerie feel than, yeah, I, than I, adding any of the comedy. I do think first...
0: they took this one a lot more seriously. Yeah. And I think the lack of, or the um, less comedy in this one was by design.
2: Because
0: mm-hmm. um, they did want, like I said earlier, they did want to take the Halloween horror aspect seriously for this episode. And for 1990s animation, there was nothing like this. Oh yeah, and, no, I
1: definitely give them props for like incorporating like l- humor on literature and like doing something like in literature and animation like that's that was on un- especially for 1990 that was unheard of for them to be doing stuff like yeah. that so i respect like it was the unheard animation.
0: of to do that it was unheard of to, like they were basically doing a whole throwback to the ec comics tales from the crypt thing of three stories in one episode essentially oh, yeah. um like th- this was even though Um, There are plenty of stories and episodes in the Treehouse of Horror lineup that have surpassed this one. This was freaking groundbreaking for the day.
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I could say, like, there's a few animations out there that I love. Of course, uh, Family Guy, South Park is my favorite American dad. They they have Halloween specials, and I think that... The Simpsons for me, it, for their Halloween specials, are my favorite. Yeah. Of all of them. The that would just actually, because of the way they set up with the 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 segments, individual stories. That would be. A
0: and fun. it is a fool. It is a It is a tradition. Yeah,
1: it is. Not and to completely throw this off the wall, but that actually would be a cool podcast episode for later. It is like best like Halloween episodes of of sitcoms. Talk about like Home Improvement and like all the oh, yeah, Like yeah. community. That's like am really not a bad idea. Well, they That's did all the, the,
0: you know, the different ones.
2: You you know. Know. Sometimes it could be serious, sometimes it could be really cheesy. Yeah,
0: I, I really like this one too. Zach, what did you think of the Raven?
3: Uh, boring as fuck. Oh. <laughs> <He's a> <laughs> little,
2: <laughs> I, he, I was a little nicer. <laughs> yeah. I, I swear
3: to God, it's like watching A24 before A24. Nothing fucking happened. Okay,
0: come on. It wasn't that bad. It was not Don't that say bad. things it you can't take so back. It was
3: so boring. I'm like, is anything going to happen funny or cool? No, it's just going to be... Like, the funniest thing that happened was Bart just popping in as a little crow saying, eat my shorts, but... Hey. That <laughs> was it. Everything else, I'm like... First off, I'm an uncultured, illiterate swine. I hate that language bullshit from, like, uh, what the hell, uh, Leonardo Di... No, what who the fuck was that Playmaster back in the uh, Renaissance? Shakespeare? Shakespeare? Shakespeare, that asshole. <laughs> he was, Leonardo DiCaprio, no, he was
1: not there. I, I think my he soul just not threw there. up a little bit in its mouth. <laughs>
3: I hate that language bullshit. I don't know. I, it's just... That's how they wrote that. Like I can, I, I can I imagine
0: Zach back in the 1800s being like, <laughs> yeah. oh, I can't stand the way they spoke in the 1600s. All right, hold on. And
1: then there's
2: Zach in the 1600s. <laughs> I Zach, can't stand the way on. they spoke in the hold 1400s. On.
1: I'm going to give you a... a, a and I'm going to do this briefly. I'm going to give you a appreciation for just a, a little bit of appreciation for Shakespeare. There, he invented like 200 words that were never around before, and like...
0: Threatened.
3: Come hither thee, hither hither But I, I want <laughs> you to
1: understand this. The, understand this one thing. The the set of balls in this guy, to, to just be writing something and be like, you know what, there's no word for this. Eh, fuck it, I'm just gonna make it up. He also and, wrote a poem about an erection. And, and that's true. Uh, which is also great. But like t- for the balls in this guy just to say, oh, there's no word for this, I'm just gonna fucking make it up. And then everyone went along with it. No one questioned him. They just, like, he just, he said, I'm gonna make this up and everyone's like, all right, that sounds, that sounds cool. Yeah. They, I mean, like, I don't know another per, another person in history who was at that kind of balls just to say, this is what this means now. The, uh, <laughs> nice. he, just, he just decided, because, because it was, can it we was, put a pause? the. Uh, <laughs> Because it was in my way, it, it, that particular word was in my way that the, it didn't exist before. Now it fucking exists. So I have to give respect to a guy that just, to just make, just made this shit up just to keep, to keep the flow going. If
3: that's actually true,
1: fine. It that's is one hundred percent true.
3: Regardless, it still sounds fucking stupid. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the um, you know what? I'm to toss you like no fear Shakespeare, like, and you, and then you will understand why we're still talking about this asshole like two hundred years after the fact.
0: I. I, I just can't wait till we've all passed on. We're looking down on Earth from heaven, 300 years from now, and there's going to be some version of Zach listening to this podcast. He's like, I cannot stand the way they talked back then. <laughs> yeah.
1: You know, I'm not 100% cultured, but these guys are fucking ridiculous. It sounds so stifled. No fear, Shakespeare. Um, actually, what it does is is it's a thicker book than the plays. And on the left hand side, it has the Shakespeare language. Oh, no. I, and then I'm on the going right hand wear those side, books. And then I used right I to read like
3: three of his books in um, high school. There was, of course, the Romeo and
1: Juliet story, which I still mm. think it, is so it's, stupid. It, it's, it's, it's like, it, okay, it's a. It, it's a It's a a three-day fling between teenagers that results in three people's deaths. That's what the fuck that story is about. It's so stupid. Just just in case anybody needed... Like, I'm not the biggest fan of of Romeo and Juliet. Like I am a fan of Shakespeare, but, like, I'm not a fan of that because that's everybody says oh it's it's all about romance no it's about it's about the dangers of impulse of impulsive act, action yeah. someone you just
3: up. met you said three days It's right? Th- someone, someone you did. just met two days ago is faking their death and you're gonna kill yourself therefore causing this other person
0: to ki- what it was the very first piece of fiction to glamorize teen suicide what?
1: yeah yeah it was the um uh, dude there's so many like and what's another one you read uh Macbeth yeah it's a good one The um uh, Macbeth, do Macbeth is like the most fucked play. The um uh, and it's also extremely cursed play. Like it's a tradition in theater. You're not you're not allowed to, and don't be an asshole. You're not allowed. You're you're (laughs) okay. You're not you're not allowed to say uh, that's rule number one in theater. You're not allowed to say Macbeth in there because it brings bad luck upon the upon the set. There's a lot of seriously. It's hundred percent. You will get uh, you will be chastised by actors in, in a play. Um. What? What? They, <laughs> Jesus Christ! They'll kick your ass, <laughs> Zach. The um, uh, Like it. it so they, if I
3: just walk onto a stage and say Macbeth, have you seen angry?
2: Whole... Have you seen angry thespians before? Angry thespians. What? They will beat
3: your
1: fucking ass. They will box step your ass out of the theater. Um. No. This is interesting. I've never heard this before. It's actually there's there's actually a long history about. People, it's called the Scottish Play. You're supposed to call it the Scottish Play. Mm -hmm. And there's actually a a long history of people dying on stage um, during performances of this. And and I'm not mean like in the background or in the crew. I mean, fucking people dying on stage um, during this. Like platforms would drop on people. Um, There's a lot of legends that, that it was Shakespeare's one of Shakespeare's last plays, and he cursed the play saying that you are not that he didn't want anybody to perform mm-hmm. this play besides him. There's also another legend that the witchcraft in the beginning is actually legitimate witchcraft. Oh, that Shakespeare shit. stole from a couple witches. They, he's they like, never I, want um, I want to make uh, it authentic. I um, want uh, to make it authentic. But also there's a very practical reason because it's also a, the Shakespearean play with the most sword play. So it's, That's it, it is, it is yeah. prone to the most accidents, but there are a lot of legends around it and a lot of different things around it. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that is a, a very steep tradition in, in, in theater that you're not allowed to say Macbeth, um, mm-hmm. on stage. And actually there's a whole ritual to cleanse, uh, to cl- I'm, I'm, I'm not joking. You have to spin, spin around three times, spit, yell an obscenity at the top of your lungs, go outside of the theater, do a lap around the theater and then beg another actor to let you inside the theater again. That is a legitimate tradition among uh, among actors in the theater.
0: Note yeah. to self: Don't say they're, they're,
3: Macbeth in a theater.
0: Holy oh, crap! Cr- and there is actually action episode of Simpsons oh. where they go to London and they see Ian McKellen about to perform Macbeth, and he talks about how it's a curse play—you can't say the name—and every time Homer says Macbeth, something <laughs> happens to Ian McKellen.
1: Yeah, the. Uh, <laughs> I told <see> you. That <laughs> I so, uh, but, that, but yeah, that's a legitimate thing. Uh, but yeah, but Macbeth is a is a. Is probably is also probably one of the best plays because it's it's the most fucked play. The um like it's it's all about murder. <laughs> it's a lot of murder in that fucking play. Um, uh, and what was the other one? I don't remember what the hell the other one was. The, those are
3: the only two that I remember because those are the two most noteworthy. The other one was one of his other fucking
1: bullshit ones that nobody gives a damn about. Was, yeah, there's a lot of there's like in between ones. It's yeah. probably one of the historical plays that I never really gave a shit about. Yeah. Here's the thing with with Shakespeare. Shakespeare is you can't. Read it like a novel. You have to. You have to read it like a play. And you have to like. You have to perform it. Like the flow of how it's done, and and how and how the language it rolls off. Like you have to. There's a lot of actions, and you have to actually perform it to actually Mm. see it.
3: If anything, I wouldn't mind seeing them, just with the exception of Romeo and Juliet, because I truly think that story is just stupid. The um.
1: Yeah, yeah, the, the um, uh, I definitely It's have, not romantic,
3: it's, it's, dude, I like you said, it's impulse
1: bullshit. Dude, it's literally about two rival, like, families that, like, it's a, it's literally like the two families are both, like, two gangs that, that, they don't, that hate each other, and, like, and the two people fall in love with you, I mean, it's, 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 it's it's crazy,
3: hey, like, know? like literally.
1: It's like it's a perfect example of what of what happens when you have blind hatred and the consequences of blind
2: hatred.
3: Yeah. And I had to watch both freaking movies too, which didn't oh, help. Really? Yeah, that, that's that we didn't have to perform it. Like some schools, Dude.
2: like make you actually go on stage and perform that.
3: I would have so, refused. Like. There's a, I, there's a bunch of things I would do. It's just like, no, this, this play is just, no, screw Imagine this. You cannot make in, me do this shit. You, you know what's the being funny thing? Like there's,
1: there's, there's some roles that you would have a fucking ball playing, man. Oh, I'm sure I'd have a ball playing uh, dude, a lot dude, of these dude, roles. Dude, dude, actually, uh, Tibble. Tibble? In, in, I like this name. In Ro- Romeo and Juliet. I think that's um, uh, Romeo's friend. Actually, His name is Tibble? He's, just a, he's a sarcastic prick. Um, uh, sounds like me. The uh, is actually it's just your role The um, uh, he's he just uh, light and light and air, but but it also he has probably the, one of the best lines. Like right before he dies, he's like, in he's it, it, the line is I, I place a curse on both your houses. But basically, he told his best friend, I hope all of you fucking die. <laughs> <laughs> they uh, like I know it's like it's, it sounds flowerier in in Shakespeare language, but at the his last words were, I hope both of you and both of your families fucking burn in hell. Yeah. The, um, uh, so, yeah, fan- fun stuff.
2: Fancy way of talking. fancy, fancy, fancy way, fancy of, way of saying fuck, fuck you. Yeah.
1: The, uh... So, so anyway, about that, that, that is, diversion into Shakespeare... That is
0: Mark's, uh... <laughs> Whole rant about Shakespeare. Sorry, we got a theater lesson ed- edgar- edgar- here today. and Edgar Allan Poe's "The Raven." Yes. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's our last story. Uh, we <laughs> then go back to the treehouse one more time. Homer's been listening to Bart and Lisa's stories the whole time. Uh, Bart is rating Lisa because the Raven wasn't scary at all. He says, "Well, it was written in 1845. People were probably scared a lot easier back then." To what she says, "Oh yeah." Like when you look at Friday 13th part one.
1: I immediately looked at Zach when I saw that and I'm like, oh!
0: Um, and so yeah, Bart and Lisa go to bed. Homer is obviously scared. Bart, Lisa, and Maggie are sleeping with no problems at all. Homer doesn't want Mark to turn the light off. But she tells him it's only children's stories it can't hurt you. She turns the light off, goes, goes to sleep. And out the window, Homer sees a Bart-shaped raven that laughs. Credits. <laughs> real quick. Um, so yeah, I've got a few uh, few few categories for us to talk about after each episode. Before we get to that, <clears throat> just real quick, as a whole, uh, what did you all think of this first Halloween special?
2: Man, I think they did a great job the first one. I think they really did focus on making sure that this first Halloween special was going to be uh, great and memorable, and it is it is still today. It's still, uh, with that joke, with the HBO joke still holds today, so there, there's things in there that are awesome, and and after 30 years, are still funny.
1: I, I want to I take a look at that joke in, like, 20 years and see <laughs> if it's still funny. Watch it still be relevant. It's still relevant. <laughs> the, uh, the joke is never not going
3: to be relevant as long as there's some form of streaming television yeah. or watching yeah. the
1: service. I imagine HBO is still going to be around then.
3: Yeah. Uh,
0: um, yeah, Zach, what did you think?
1: It was all right. The
3: first episode was really good. The second episode was okay, and like I said, the third episode was fucking boring. Uh I
1: I enjoyed it for what it was and what it is. Uh I the uh, there was some really good jokes in there. Um it, it's kind of, it was to me it was kind of, like, kind of like watching the first episode of a of a television series. It's not perfect. But like you know, it's like watching a pilot. Like you, mm-hmm. you can see yeah. you can see the 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 you know the the beginning stages of what it will become in the future, and I can I can see that on the horizon. Um, was it perfect? No. Um, uh, the uh, and also too, my expectations were a little different. I was genuinely expecting a far more parody rather than horror. Like I I thought it was gonna be you know a lot more making fun of it, which it was, but there were you know. They were also trying to be suspenseful a little bit more and I can't I g I i think I wasn't really expecting that. So that that mm. probably might be a little bit on me. But um but I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it for what it was. Mm. I, I I'm it's it's but again, like it's like watching a pilot. Like an and if I'm gonna compare it to a pilot of something, it makes me wanna watch the next episode. Mm.
2: Yeah. So, Is this um, the only episode that had the three uh, directors? Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, going forward, each Halloween special just has one director director. going forward. Um, I think they still use multiple writers for each segment, but, I mean, we'll see that in the credits when we uh, start the second one. Nice. Um, I also thought this was a very solid beginning. Um, I mean, throughout the year, it's not one I really revisit all that much. Like, there are a lot of Halloween specials I revisit throughout the year. This one I kind of really only revisit around October time, like around this time when I'm actually Mm -hmm. going through and binging all the Halloween specials, but there are, there are three very solid stories in my opinion. And like I said earlier, I don't think one really rises above the others clearly. And I don't think one sinks below the others clearly, but we'll be uh, going to some difference of opinion that, and that shortly. But yeah, I think this is um, a very good beginning and I can't wait for you guys to see what's to come. Um, so with that, uh, let's start with what were you guys' picks for the funniest moment of the episode?
1: HBO. Yeah. It, it just it, to me was one of the one of the like that, and then and then also the bleeding wall one. Uh, was, pretty, was, pretty, was
3: pretty. It would fun. be between HBO and don't throw your trash in our
1: universe. <laughs> that's, pretty, that's pretty fucking funny. Um, uh, and then the whole thing too with the you know we've been in a lot of situations, yeah. but we have never been in a knife fight before. So me, I
2: like the tombstones, man. It, I, oh, like the, I tomb, said, the tombstones like just, are great too. It just it made me realize that The Simpsons is just the original like trolls. Oh yeah. And <laughs> so this, it's the,
1: this, the, and it's pure Simpsons. The side yeah. games of the Simpsons are, are just I, great. I love it. The things that you you know you catch in the background and the, you know the, those type of things they were great. Um, uh, the uh, what was you guys' favorite tombstone?
2: Uh, Mine was disco. Yeah, <laughs> this.
0: Are we talking about both the Indian burial ground and yep. the opening, or I'm just Jesse McCartney,
1: the <laughs> Paul McCartney, or Paul McCartney?
0: Because I, but
3: that pro-
1: also would be there too
3: for
0: yeah. the uh, for the opening. I'd probably go with Casper, the Friendly Boy. Yeah, I was gonna pick that. And that for the Indian burial ground, I'd go with Gandhi. The nice. Uh, I think uh, Paul, <laughs> yeah.
1: Paul McCartney definitely my favorite with the. Um, uh, uh, with the opening, and then, like, Not-So-Crazy Horse with the Indian Barrel Crown it was pretty fucking funny.
3: Paul McCartney for the uh intro, and then Toto for the fucking gum. The basement. That was pretty
1: great. Just, like, really? <laughs> the,
0: uh... <laughs> Alright, uh, what about the scariest or creepiest moment? Hmm. I'm gonna have to edit out I this think long the creepiest moment, yeah. I
2: think the creepiest moment was, like, um, the second segment when the aliens, when it's insinuated the aliens are gonna eat The Simpsons I think it's just the way that um, it was set up is pretty creepy.
0: All right. Um, I'd probably go with, um, like, there are two that stick out of mine. There's that one frame of Maggie laughing with the knife, just because it looks so unnatural but so creepy at the same time. And I also like, like, the final verse of James Earl Jones reading Mm -hmm. The Raven at the very end. Just a perfect blend of his voice, his tone, the music... The uh, quote-unquote camera angles of the animation, um, yeah, it's between those two moments for me. Yeah,
1: the uh, I think uh, some of the uh, some of the stuff in the first episode with with the room going back, um, uh, you know, especially with Lisa and with Homer. Um, obviously, the one with with Bart was you know that was one of the funniest jokes in the episodes. But like with the stuff with Lisa and Bart, um, or, I'm sorry, Lisa and Homer getting you know talked to in the middle of that, that was pretty yeah. creepy.
2: I think it was smartest <laughs> using um, James Earl Jones as you know for all three episodes. I think that's really smart. Yeah, just because him alone is adding, adding that element of his voice It's already creepy.
3: He has a phenomenal he voice, has, dude, He dude. Yeah. He's got he does.
2: it.
0: He does. Yeah, and he, he will be returning for another Halloween episode. Yes, but I I it's brief. But I'm not going to spoil yeah. what he does because it's just too it's too great.
3: We'll get there when we get there. Yeah, Fair Zach, yeah.
0: scariest or creepiest moment for you? Uh, um, I'm
3: just gonna cop out and say Maggie doing the head spin thing. Head spin. <laughs> yeah, That's pretty
0: cool. Um, so this is where I think we're gonna get some differences of opinion. Um, I already know Mark and Zach's answer, but what about worst segment of the episode? Raven. Raven. You guys have no love for culture, the,
1: uh, <laughs> dude. I, dude, I just I went can't. on a forty-five-minute rant about Shakespeare's awesome.
3: <laughs> I
0: remember no such thing. <laughs> As the wise Obi-Wan Kenobi
2: would say, "I can't I am pick. So um, So I can't pick a worse segment. Cause they're all just different, especially with it being just having different writers, different directors." Different takes. Oh, David, I, so I can't. political. Well, it's, it's <laughs> That's such a politician answer. <laughs> Everyone did great. Because I mean, Everyone did great.
3: You're all winners. I guess you're all all winners. the least. I mean, I
2: don't know because I enjoyed all three of them. I can't say I enjoyed one the least. Fair enough. So, Fair enough. I, I get you, I get this too. was it. An it easy was all about entertainment, and they, you know, I walked out watching all three satisfied. Like, yeah, hey. All
0: right. um, uh, I am I agree with David, but at the same time, I'm not going to cop out like David. Damn! I'm not, oh, I'm, not saying, oh. I'm not saying they were perfect, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I will yeah, murder you it's, on it's, this
2: podcast. What
1: was, was, the, was, the was the last... I, I finished the, the word for him. Yeah. Okay,
2: um, I, I mean, I guess the... I oh,
1: know. now he's not going to cop out, though.
2: <laughs> it's not really with the episode. It's more of going back to the treehouse. I know they had to set it up, but I guess that was probably the boringest part. Yeah. That, for me, yeah, the I mean, episode. The
0: wraparound's never going to be as good as the stories. That's uh, a given. But yeah, but... We're talking about... Still, when we do these best of and worst of, we're talking about the three. Yeah, I know. Because after, I think, season five, the fourth Halloween episode, that's the last time they do an actual wraparound. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, so, yeah, we don't have much longer to talk about these wraparounds. And, of course, they always have the introductions... Um, but those aren't the story. It's well,
2: probably the reason why yeah. they took a mile to begin because it wasn't really doing much. Yeah. Plus, I mean, they could put more help, time into the yeah, episodes. Exactly. Good point. Good
0: yeah. point. Yeah.
2: The. Yeah.
0: Um. But yeah, my pick for worst, and it, like I said, it's I think all three are solid, and it just comes down down to technicalities on this one for me, and I got to go with "Hungry Are the Damned" as my least favorite. Ah. Okay. Um. Because, um, like it's between bad dream house and the raven those two are very close to me for best and because i love the mood of the raven and i think bad dream house is probably the most complete story hungry are the damned and actually i will say my appreciation for hunger hungry are the damned has gone up since talking to the three of you mm. um but before i did kind of feel like once it got to um, Lisa discovering the cookbook. it's like we're gonna blow dust off of this. Like I, I do feel like it kind of lost something in its resolution um, mm. So that it, it, that's kind of the deciding factor for me choosing it as the worst segment of the three. Fair enough.. Fair enough. So yeah, David, we're gonna start with you on this one because we already know your answer. Mm. Uh, what is your favorite segment of the episode?
2: The Raven? And because what I described the mood, and having Earl Jones as the narrator definitely um, sealed it.
0: Mark.
1: Um. Favorite yeah, favorite moment.
0: Um. F- favorite, segment. favorite segment. Favorite segment. Favorite of the three stories. Oh, number one.
1: My uh, first one.
0: Bad Dream House. Bad Dream House. Yeah, for what, sure. What put it over the top for you?
1: Um. Honestly, again, because I was expecting more parody. Mm-hmm. and that's and that's the one that I got more parody. So oh, okay. I actually got what I was yeah. what I was expecting to get out of this episode. There was far more, par- you know, uh, making fun of horror movies and parody going on in the first one than, than there were in the other ones for me. So mm-hmm. um, uh, the uh, and yeah. The uh, and, and also too I'm not as familiar with that with that Twilight Zone episode that you were mentioning. Yeah. So but I'm far more familiar with Amityville Horror and Poltergeist um, and I'm a psycho. So I knew I knew more about those particular segments, so I was able to understand more of the parody and more of the references that they were talking about. So,
0: all right, all right, Zach, what's your take? Uh,
3: the first episode, of the house one, absolutely. I, I, I keep it simple. I was just entertained throughout that episode for almost the entire episode. Bloody mm. walls, funny jokes, mm. pretty funny resolution. Potential knife fight with a family. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Potential
1: baby murdering an entire family. I mean, how can (laughs) you argue with that? I know she does that in a couple other episodes. Doesn't she shoot Mister Burns in like later episode?
3: Yeah. Doesn't she become like the tooth filled alien or some shit like that? Yeah. That that does happen. That's one one of the episodes I remember. That does happen. Yeah. All
2: right.
0: So we have Bad Dream House, Bad Dream House, The Raven. It's really close for me, but I'm going to tie it up and go with The Raven. (laughs) there we go you're playing safe like I uh, <laughs> even though you I'm agreeing with you David <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah it's like for many the same reasons that David said it's like I love the mood of it um, they did take this one much more seriously than the mm. others and that's something that they haven't really done before since like they adapted an Edgar Allan Poe poem and for the most part did it very well and that's very yeah, ambitious. It's, very accurate. it's like you just don't see that in any of the other Halloween Halloween episodes. So even though I do think overall this is just a solid episode as a whole, it does have that one segment that mm. does something that none of the other none of the other episodes do. Definitely unique. And James Earl Jones was perfect casting for the narrator. Yes. Nobody could ever replace him as nope. reading the Raven ever. Um, and yeah I think uh, the voice actor for Homer did a really good job too I love the Bart redesign of the Raven itself Um, I just think nearly everything worked in it for me except for like the times that Bart and Lisa would interject Um, that did kind of feel like they were trying to appeal to people like Zach
2: (laughs) Um, And and
1: and, and
0: me
3: Bart said it best yeah, anything would have been better than nothing happening. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, they. Um, I'm pretty sure Bart felt the same way that you feel. Oh,
3: I'm sure he did.
2: Yeah. The uh,
3: um, Lisa is every
1: A24 fan I'm in sorry, existence.
3: Sorry. We're not
2: getting into A24. Yeah, right yeah
1: Zach, you know the rules.
2: You said it in the
1: interview. I could talk about A24
3: in the podcasts. Mm.
0: So in looking at our picks, uh, Raven is both the best and the worst <laughs> segment of the episode. Oh, <laughs> okay. Tied oh, for best with Bad Dreamhouse. That 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 is that's pretty great. It's interesting.
1: The um uh, we can definitely see that we're split. Yeah. The uh, kind of reminds me of uh, when we were talking about It Chapter Two. The, yeah uh, we're exactly oh right. yeah that's we're, pretty split. we're pretty fucking split yeah. on that you know
3: one of these days i would love to get an answer on that fucking angel section I, oh yeah
1: that's definitely there's
3: of everything that happened in the that movie that's the one thing i want an answer for in the story behind
0: i do believe there is a director's commentary i just haven't had time to go through it yet it's a long movie um, <laughs> yeah, I, I,
1: I imagine it's we're gonna it's, they're gonna brush right over yeah, that they're not gonna even mention that
0: I, I think it's going to be really interesting going forward with these Halloween specials to see where our opinions divide, mm-hmm. where oh, we yeah. agree on things. Agreed. Um, especially when we get into the later ones. Um, yeah, I had a really fun time watching this one with you guys. I had a really fun time discussing it, and I can't wait to get to the rest of the the other 30 of them. Absolutely. Yeah.
3: Absolutely. There's 30 more.
1: Oh, you're going to have a fun time. <laughs> get over it. Uh, you're going to have a fun time with the Zick yeah the uh, you will um, at least enjoy it uh, sure
0: yeah so with that uh <laughs> <laughs> zach just shot me the dirtiest yeah. look. so yeah thank you to you our listeners for listening to our midwest horror network october 2020 special part one where we dissect um all the simpsons Treehouse of horror episodes starting with this first one uh, be sure to listen to our regular podcast, The Nightmares Podcast, which can be found on YouTube, Spotify, and Anchor at Midwest Horror Network or The Nightmares Podcast. You can also find us at Midwest Horror Network on various social medias, such as Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Slasher. Um,
1: Please give us a like, share, yeah, and subscribe. Yeah, give us a like,
0: like, share, subscribe, and happy October 1st.